to enter a nexus of science, violence, and nonsense. Where fake news, pseudoscience, and weaponized stupidity meet full contact fact-checking and peer-reviewed ass-kicking. And as always, no bullshit allowed. Recorded live at Mosquito Headquarters in Austin, Texas. This is the Art of Fighting BS Podcast. Brain chips in the trip. Chocolate lines up planetarily with the sun. I mean, sure on some planet your style is quite impressive. But the right link is, this is Earth. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the official live stream of the Art of Fighting BS podcast. This evening, starring Frost, Scrapper, and I am uh, completely lost. Okay. Say something pithy. Pithy. Uh, Bill yep. O'Reilly is a fucking butthole. You know what's weird about him? His first book was Lucid and Made Sense. It was like his editors didn't know if people were ready for him. And then his second book, it was so far off the rails, it was just like, they were like, yeah, write whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, that's when Fox... Because, yeah, he, I remember, because back in the day, I... <laughs> I, miss, I, I, I watched Fox News. Uh, I think everybody kind of did, because, you know, what? War. War. And, um, and it didn't start out crazy over there. No, they just, man... I, I wish I could, like... I had a graph that could track the, the insanity, like, a, like some kind of histogram. Yes. Man, it just fucking went bananas. I read his first book. I was in my 20s, and that could have been part of the problem. This would be a great thing to do when we're live, by the way, discussion of, of books I read younger that made sense that now I'm like, oh, God. Technically, we are live, so. Yeah. Oh, okay, very good. So uh, uh, I, I read his first book, and I was in my 20s. And he was pretty restrained, and it wasn't that crazy. It was a lot of, hey, let's re-examine this. And he, and he almost came off as this lucid, almost reasonable guy. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then his next book, I was just like, did he go off meds? What happened? Yeah. You know? I, I <laughs> and, think... like, and now, 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 that I work, now that I write books, I realize it's like, oh, he had an editor for the first one who said, no, Bill, <laughs> you can't say that. Settle down. <laughs> and the second one, the first book sold well, so well, he told his editor to go pound sand and wrote whatever he wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what happened. I remember because I think the the breaking point for Fox News from skewed to the right, but with a at least one foot on the ground in reality, uh, was when Hannity and Combs went to just Hannity, and they got rid of Combs. Yeah, yeah. Without Combs, Hannity is really just. It rhymes with insanity for a reason. Yes, yeah, that chicken shit stuffed lasagna looking motherfucker. Um, I remember he um, he some who was it? Was it? I don't know. He he promised that he would um, undertake a challenge to be waterboarded to prove that it wasn't torture, and and he 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 agreed to it, and he has not accepted. There's been so many people like, yeah, I'll waterboard you, dude. Come on, let's let's roll. And if you remember, Christopher Hitchens said the same thing. But Christopher Hitchens, mm-hmm. not being a whiny little marshmallow bitch like Sean Hannity, went through with it, had it on yes, video, and like lasted about I don't know a split second, and like yep, no, th- this fu- this is torture. Fuck that. Okay, <laughs> I was wrong. I was wrong. And I that that is what we kind of need. I mean, I, I don't want to 
Devolving perfect up. example of a position changing in the face of uh, objective evidence. Yeah, new evidence. Change you know? your mind. Oh God. Is oh, that... and that is that is going to be my thing. My next, the next bunch of articles I write are all going to be about uh, one really, really uncomfortable truth that everybody struggles with, including everybody on this podcast and everybody listening. Is we are not as smart as we think we are, man. No, it's. Yeah, confirmation no, I, bias is the most insidious yeah. thing. Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. We uh, we all have um, we all have our I don't know vices or, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we all have our biases and uh, our preconceptions that everything else in our lives is based upon. You know exactly what we think, what we perceive the entire rest of the world is. And I think it's worse, too, exactly. because people that are fairly smart are also more biased to think that they're the smartest person in the room by default. I don't know uh, how deep into what they call the intellectual dark web uh, you guys get, because I've got like a an ass Not cheap at all. Yeah, so it's it's a thing, um, and it's, it, I don't know, it, it's it's weird, but there's a, a couple guys that I follow, they follow me back on, on Twitter, they're, they're cool dudes, one's like a... A, a cognitive anthropologist, um, Chris Cavanaugh, and um, Matt Brown, who I think is a psychologist out of somewhere under the equator. Um, but they, they just launched a podcast debunking guys that overthink themselves. And their first episode's on a... Um, if you've ever heard of Eric Weinstein uh, and then Brett Weinstein's his brother, they both... the Literally, this, the entire podcast is about how these two dudes on their own podcast just wax on for, like, hours about how they all deserve Nobel Prizes. And uh, it's just one thing that happened, and it's, it's just... And the guys breaking this down that are um, deconstructing it all are fair and reasonable, and they're definitely not bullshito. Because if we were the ones doing it, it, it would be fucking hilarious. We would just utterly just take a dump on these guys. But uh, they broke it down in, in the same... And that was just, essentially, that's what, that was the point. It's like, these two people think that they're... To the extent that they're coming up with conspiracy theories about why they are shut out of academia and from like the, being you know recognized as the, the great geniuses that they are, um, Eric Weinstein's the guy that literally coined the term intellectual dark web, and he's also coined a term called the disk, which is the distributed idea suppression complex, to um, explain why uh, oh certain yeah certain people's. Um, like revolutionary ideas get squashed by the, you know, by, by academics because they're just, just too, you know, they just can't handle the truth. I mean, it, it's some fucking whack out banana, you know, shit for people with IQs. Why would you tell me about something like this? Because now I'm going to have to go look at it and I'm going to become angry. Do it. And I'm going to, I have enough hate meal. Eric Weinstein. Locked up on hate. He has a podcast called the portal. Uh, I'm still coming down from my Kyle Rittenhouse rants, okay? <laughs> yeah. You got to give me a few days, a few weeks to calm the hell down. Oh, no. Uh, Cal- calm the hell up. That's This is 2020. It, the, we're already off the rails, plowing into the village, you know, running over orphans. It's, let's just fucking go for it. The, the trolley is just gone. So there's no lever. There's no and lever. the funny thing is, is I, I've said for years that machines break slowly. Now, I think part of me was saying that because it was like, you know, everyone expects it to be this big revolutionary 
explosion of change. And historically, that almost never happens. No. 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 But, well, it I mean, it's a media. slow grind into inexorable destruction. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ro- people talk about, oh, you know, you know, this is what killed Rome. I said, yeah, but it took 600 years. Yeah, the fall of the Roman you know? Empire didn't happen. Uh, people talk like... Yeah, people people act like it was a thing that just like, oh, and then the barbarians came. And I'm like, well, pump the brakes. There was political failures, financial failures. There was all these things that went on, all sorts of cultural problems that didn't, you know, it was a whole process. So so when we look at, you know, uh, uh, the United States as the new Rome, which I think is a gross oversimplification and horribly inaccurate, uh, everyone thinks there's going to be this big pop. And you, you, when you go on your, your, your social media, whatever, everyone's talking like, oh, well, you know, the powder is dry and this and that. And then, you know, it's going to be this, this revolution or that revolution. Everyone thinks it's their revolution that's going to be the one that works. And the truth is, is this big machine is breaking very, very slowly. But part of me re- didn't realize when I started talking like that as if I was some sort of profound um, anything. was like, oh, God, but it's still breaking. Now, that's not fun to watch, you know. And and I think for me, Rittenhouse was was very much that canary going. Oh man, too much stupid. Too many things went wrong that shouldn't have gone wrong. And then now I'm starting to see it everywhere, which I think is a problem. Which is why I need to like go do some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, drink some quality beer, and, and take a moment and go. Is what's, it is that what's happening? Because I'm not as smart as I think I am. No. And I wish, I mean, it's, it's even in, I mean, because I've, I've, like I said, I have a, I'm not knee deep into it, but I'm ankle deep into the whole academic, like, thought uh, sphere. The word intelligentsia just makes me want to slap people. But, um, it, it, I, hopefully yourself for saying it. They are so wrapped up in their stupid, petty fucking culture war shit that they can't see out of it. And, um, they, they can't see what's going on. They can't see the history that's happening through any lens other than, uh, right now it's a big battle between, uh, critical theory, uh, which I, I'm not even going to get into that cause that, you know, uh, uh-uh, that is not a wheelhouse I'm, I'm going to park in. I can feel the people clicking away as you talk. But, um, I mean the, the boogeyman on the, uh, on the, I guess if you line them up left, right, it's not really a left, right thing, but if you line it up on the, the right ish was the postmodernists and the Marxists who are two completely fucking different groups who don't like each other and never will. So the people that complete conflate the two are um, just showing, showing their ass that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Just like somebody who doesn't know the difference between socialism and communism or, you know, that argues that the, um, the Nazis were, were, were the real socialists just because they had socialism in their name. I'm, Anyway, yeah. So uh, you did what we need. Try to keep it to two or three tangents, Neil. Well, the, the point is that the people that should be paying attention to this and breaking it down and analyzing it and say, "Hey, this is where we are at history. This right now, we're living this, and in the past, this is what happened, and we should learn from that." Because I mean, read the fucking minutes of the last meeting. This is what's going on. Here's how we can avoid it. Um, and, and we're not. Nobody's doing that because they're all like. Having a pissing contest with each other. We're all worried about winning the arguments. We're not working on solving the problems. Yes. Yeah. You have to beat the other guy. It, all that matters is beating the other guy. All that matters is is internet points or talking points or whatever it is you're getting. And this is you know this is what my next article is going to be on is the fact that we are so attuned to 
reinforcement of our biases via this new mechanism the internet has provided us with um, an infinite audience yet also infinite echo chambers it does not matter if your position is defensible or if your argument has merit all that matters is how many people click like or upvote how many people send you that smiley emoji you know and and the first thing that happens when that idea is challenged is everyone in the chamber jumps on it yep that way you never have to address any criticism of your own positions yeah tribalism and man socrates said that was that would be the death of a republic it's the death of a republic when you cannot uh defend a position and then worse when you do not have to defend your position and we're, we're we are trained creating people to not a, defend them. We are, we are creating an environment where you do not have to defend your positions. You just need enough people to click like. Yep. You know, one or two guys says, "Wait a minute, this doesn't make sense." You and your three thousand other people in your echo chamber uh, call him random names, post two line memes. I swear to God, mm. if one more person posts a meme in response to a reasoned argument. I just give up, man. I'm just, you know, put me in my bunker and call it a day. Well, we used to joke so about it, a device it, that could reach through the internet and slap people. And, uh, oh. I mean, technology has still not, not solved that problem yet. But I, I think I think that really would solve so many problems. You're, what were you going to say, Seb? Yeah, so I think it's interesting in how exactly the the conversations are being shut down right so like how you're winning this argument is not that you have any sort of a reasonable response what you have is sort of a guilt trip that you can lay on people right so oh, very popular the appeal to emotion exactly so and so you don't have to even make sense all you have to do is just make the other party feel guilty and that is enough to shut down the conversation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, 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 that is, uh, I mean, that's been a weapon for a long time, but nothing like the internet to put a megaphone at the mouth of an idiot, right? Um, no offense, Neil, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I think he's blushing. All right, anyway. <laughs> Right in the heart. I'm sorry. And too brute. Uh, no, I'm, getting, I'm doing math no, in my the, head. The, like... the, the appeal to emotion is what you're talking about. And, and no, nowhere has it been more effective than the Internet. You're making an excellent point. Because even if I, if I have a weird opinion, an unpopular opinion, or an idea I want to explore, God forbid I bring it up somewhere where people talk about that thing. It doesn't matter what the opinion is. Pick it. Left, right, center, weird, whatever. I can't even ask the question without fear of saying the wrong thing, asking the wrong, presenting the wrong idea without the correct um, quantity of appropriate scorn for it. Um, you know, I want to. I want to explore violence as a solution to problems. Oh well, you got to be real careful about that. Yeah. Well, you know, violence is always bad. I'm not sure I believe that. I've, I've used it too many times for good in my own life to believe that all violence is bad. Yeah. Yet, you, know, you say, well, you know, 
Violence is is the the failure of of diplomacy. Violence is the you know, and I'm just picking a weird random example that every everyone kind of agrees violence is bad, except for when we look at it and realize it's not always bad. Um, it simply exists, but you you couch that the wrong way, or you couch that in the wrong group, simply as an idea. Say, so I want to explore this concept. You know, uh, is it wrong to use violence in defense of someone who can't defend themselves? And then you get pounced on. No, violence is bad. You know, all you're doing is perpetuating. Then they all have arguments for it, but they do not explore the conversation. They don't. It just shut you down. No, you are wrong for even thinking that. Why would you even bring that up? Why would you bring up this thing that makes me uncomfortable or this thing I don't like? We don't do that here. Yeah. That appeal well, to emotion. We're not even talking about uh, the same notion of what violence is at that point. Oh, no, no, exactly. no. That's that's the thing, too. That's the new hotness. Well, I guess it's not new, but it last couple of years, it's been the thing where it's like words are violence. It's a violence of ideas. You And I, I don't yeah, want to think like, on the road I was going. Yep. safe space, but man, uh, the safe space concept was a well-intentioned idea to create a safe space to discuss ideas that might be contentious and might be things. Yeah. And words are, aren't violence. Violence is violence. And the only people who think words are violence are people who have never experienced violence and who have been sheltered from violence, who haven't been punched in the fucking face at any point in their life. And, and so, and what a beautiful world it is that those people exist. It's great. <laughs> it's wonderful. I wish we all had lived in a world where you could, you never had to worry about getting punched in an act of actual violence to the point where we all lost our perspective and had to work for it and had to pursue an yeah. understanding of what that is because otherwise, okay, ner going nerdy here, but um, uh, Galaxy Quest, Man, the, the, the people that, the aliens that had no concept of what it is was to lie, you know, or they, they thought everything was straight up truth. They thought the, the TV show was the historical documents. So when you get hit in the face by harsh reality, Everything crumbles, and then you just can't cope with it. You break down, and violence is the same way. And words, uh, and what you're saying is dead on. The 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 transition of um words into violence in the in the modern parlance zeitgeist gestalt. I don't know, pick a word. Uh, is you know, hey, you know tight. that that you know that is a violence. That is a form of violence against me. Um problem with us having this conversation is first of all we're all a bit of an echo chamber in that i mean we literally were founded upon violence as i have cv's pachum parabellum tattooed on my back <laughs> so so maybe i'm not the guy uh right below a line from a shakespeare sonnet i might add so deal with that um i didn't know that about you words and that violence. makes me feel better because it just means i've never seen you shirtless so that's good. You really haven't. All, yeah. all, all yeah. you have to do is ask. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, but I mean, no. we've, we trained jujitsu <laughs> together for like, what, a decade? And, you know, so you think it would have come up, but. No. Um, I only got the tattoo a couple years ago. Oh, okay. That, that makes sense. It's been a minute. Yeah. But um, the concept, this is a perfect example of words as violent. Go to Tumblr and simply. Ask about exploring the concept that maybe words aren't violence, maybe violence is violence, and just sit back and experience what happens. Is that still a thing? I thought that would have. I thought they would have moved on to you know bigger things like HR positions and you know administrations at universities. Oh, Tumblr's still Tumblr. Mm. Uh, 
uh, it is it is the the ultimate um, wokeness contest, which which is part and parcel to the problem of it's not even about solving a problem anymore. It's just about internet points. Yeah, remember the when the woke? word who's the most and I hate saying woke too because truthfully, people say woke in a derogatory way when it should be about simply being awake and being progressive and. And exploring woke ideas. used to be a good word, and it was a word that ironically, <laughs> ironically, I mean, black people, black, it was woke. It was for, you know, black people were like, are you conscious of the shit that's going on? Do you understand how society works and all the, do you see some of the strings? Do you kind of get why things are the way they are? That was woke. And then, of course, of course, we took that. You know, not we as in <laughs> you and us, but we as in this skin tone, this fucking Crayola color, took that and turned it into this grand sweeping narrative about how it, it just became social justice. It wasn't really. There was some overlap, but now it's just it's its own fucking fucking thing, and it has become like an industry. And of course, not just an industry, a culture. We did that. It wasn't well, the black I, people that did this. It's definitely both. I mean, there are people making money off of these exact issues right now. To deny that is to you know well, basically deny everything yeah and most of them like, are are this are 1980s crayola flesh color be, like uh robin d'angelo uh white fragility that woman who's you know i mean she is the tick picture textbook definition of white and fragile <laughs> the, half that book <laughs> Half that book is about how she's dealing with her own racism, and basically she concludes that because she's having this this internal idea that everybody must be, because you know, then that that means that she's not as much of an asshole. But no, no, lady, you're 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 the racist. We're we're cool, you know. So uh, from 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 the comment section, uh, just to you know, we do have people actually listening, and and from the comment section. Oh, dear oh God. yeah, yeah. Oh, let's leave that one out. Let's not let's not reference the one. I know what you're talking about. Let's just let that one slide through. Okay, so oh no, I want to hear. I'm not looking at the comments. Well, I'm sorry, I'm not even looking. I'm I'm enjoying the conversation. Well, no, I, let's just. I, How bad is it to put it charitably? It's a it's a reference we're, to. We're suffering from a slight lack of diversity uh, in this conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's from the beginning. We've been just yeah. you know. N equals number of white guys, uh, you know, on this podcast. I mean, we've had people here and there. I, it's just, I don't want to descend into tokenism just because we, we need that. I mean, we, there's great people with ideas, and I don't give a f- what, what color you are, what your true so, identity is. Let it fly, sub. Let it fly. Why? why? Yeah, so, so why? What, like, why do we need to represent a rainbow right i will i can i can provide a a legitimate non-bullshit explanation for that it goes and represent is the right word because historically and this is not one of those things that you you can really you, you you can't really deny this historically the dominant voices have looked all like us and so in order to balance that out to make the playing field level you have to lift up some of the people that have not been able to play you have to get them to the field so i mean it's not about you know making the field slanted so that somebody anybody has an advantage it's about getting the motherfuckers on a bus and to the field if for some reason their car broke down on the way 
And some people, their car didn't break down. They got the tires shut out from under them. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going off the rails with this, this analogy. This analogy like, got weird. You know, yeah. like, being three white dudes talking about some random shit on the internet is kind of its own pastime, culturally speaking. Like, how, how, do, you, how do you get those other people uh, included in what it is that you're doing? Like, does that delegitimize it if, you know, culturally speaking, there is no interest in, um, you know, either, you know, like in any other community other than just like the pure white guys in coming in and talking about. Well, there's the no perfect way. About. There's no perfect way to, to do that. You're going to break some eggs. You're, you're going to, there's going to be a little bit of inequalities. It's the pendulum's going to swing back and forth. You know, you might have some people that, I don't know, let's say you want to hire people for a job that isn't, traditionally represented that they haven't been represented in. I don't know. Let's just say, uh, for, for the sake of argument, let's just say the Irish don't do a lot of uh, undersea welding. Whatever. Hey, okay. Hey, hey, hey. So, but but let's just say that. And, and you need you need to get more Irish people in undersea welding. And so you, you let, you know, maybe one doesn't have the exact same qualifications as somebody who, you know, has grown up around a, like undersea welders and knows everybody, blah, 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 blah. You, so you let somebody in, and then they get their foot in the door, and then it becomes easier. Makes the best undersea welders. Yes, and who knows? Yeah, um, that, but the whole point is to to open that door and make it easier for some people to for just to trickle into it. And that's, I mean, this is obviously a... a but is, is, is our door not open? There's there's open and there's open. I mean, you can have the door open, but you can have the building way the fuck far off the road, and that's that's I think, the problem. I think Snub's talking about about Bullshito in general. Oh, in ge- yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking you know very more specifically about us in general because I know that we have been having this conversation over the last several weeks, and it's not that we are not uh, inclusive of other people. It's just that other people are not necessarily. My God, BJ would kill us if we weren't. <laughs> yeah, there's oh, a person right? on this podcast who can handle BJ Bradley. Oh God, kill us. We've had him on here, no. and that podcast went on for so long that we have not had the time to edit it into a format so we can release it because it, so it's like a normal, it's a normal it was, Asia, normal Lord Asia conversation. Then. We, oh, I mean, I, I, I'm oh, not even kidding. Like, I mean, I love the guy, but. Two of us had to get up and leave because it was going on so long. We're like, yeah, we had to leave because I mean, Frost we and had JMD work in the morning. Left, and uh, Asia and I were still on for like another three hours, and so there's literally like seven or eight hours of, uh, a lot of <laughs> raw conversation. Yeah, a the lot of content. Is that- we went through everything, but what? Whatever. But yeah. Bullshito so anyway. you know, we, we've always we've always been about. And I, I've always taken enormous pride in this, and I, I'm not a founding member, but I, but I've been around a decade-ish. Oh, I mean, you were there my like second decade. I'm well, years second after decade. it started. Yeah. So I mean, you were there um, like right after is, it started. So all we care about, at least at the time, at the very beginning, all we cared about was face punching and Ashita Kim. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Everything else was irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um. Man, I have forgotten his name. Wasn't it um, Radford Davis? Radford Davis. Radford Davis. Yep. Uh, he's, he's writing his Good. little shout out to Radford. Little ninja and, books uh, in the in the trailer park in Florida. Uh, I so. know it. But I mean, we 
never experienced anything on Bullshito that, that didn't love everyone who loved, ironically, a callback, violence. Yeah. Violence as a solution. Violence, not even as a solution, violence as a, the crucible. Is it a tool. A tool. Tool. Or, yeah, a crucible. I like that, yeah. It's a measuring stick. Um, exactly. Um, yeah, we're, we're moving into this next phase of Bullshito. We're moving to this next phase of, of society. And, and to point out that we are three scruffy white dudes talking about social issues, um, that's a fair that's a fair cop from that commenter. So, Point of privilege? No, I didn't have anything. I was just, yeah, I was just making the joke. I, it's just, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's a fair cop. Um, uh, I guess, I guess the response to us is who who wants who wants to weigh in? Do, remember, we had um, the, was it the two thousand five Atlanta Throwdown? We it was a crew of dudes that were they did Afrojitsu, and I think Afri- they were like Jiu-Jitsu. black nationalist dudes, and you know, I, nobody had a single issue except for the guy who got his his head taken off by. But that one guy, that was he great. His, he got his nose broken because he couldn't keep his hands up. That was but, great. Uh, I mean, that, and he had some sl- slick-ass sweeps. I don't know what martial art that really was, but, I mean, it worked, and, you know, it got a, got some blood, so cool. Uh, yeah, honestly, and they were they were, they were were game guys. They were good guys. They they followed the rules, and they, they fought hard. We loved them. We loved having them. Their style was wonky, but they made it work. God love them. God yeah, love every one of them. Seriously, man. That's... Uh, but they were... They were they were they were intense, and I, I I dug them. I refereed the fight. I was a referee in the fight where the dude is like, ah, you gotta keep your hands up. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, we've got that on video. I had a broken somewhere. nose myself that time, so I had a broken nose myself at the time. If you remember, Neil, was that after the team in fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you went there with six broken nose. days after the team in fight. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. About I didn't connect those two things. Wow, shit. At, at Lord Asia, and in my first role at that throwdown, I said, hey. Recovering from a broken nose, just stay off my face, and we'll roll. And I'm rolling with Asia, 22 seconds into the match, full cross face, full, cr- and just it went everywhere. Uh, cleaned up. I wiped the mat. I went in and I put my jeans back on. I said, "I'm done." Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody Asia, asked who else yeah. has had their nose broken. I don't know. I mean, can you can you tell? I've had six broken noses. It goes yeah. in. I mean, it's not supposed. To, I really actually need surgery because I don't breathe as well when I'm running nowadays. And I run in a mask just because you know what? Fuck my weak ass neighbors. But um, I, I just <laughs> seriously, I I, I I do that. And I, I make eye contact with people as I'm running by them in, in the little park trail, I'm like just because they're looking at me like I'm the fucking alien. How is Texas? Because I'm up in Connecticut. We're wearing our masks. We have oh. low infection rate. We're doing good. Oh, God. I can't go out. I cannot go out in public without... <laughs> I, I can't. The last time I spent more than 20 minutes in a store, I spoke... I spoke. I spoke politely to three people about their fucking masks. <laughs> I feel the politeness, Neil. So, I feel it coming I, through like, the internet. I, like, so I, I live about, uh, what, about 15 miles now from Neil? Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're basically in the same area. Um, okay. And uh, I don't I don't see it as being that bad. So I think maybe he might be looking to invite some... Uh, uh, no, 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 no. You're, you're on the... Uh, 
there's some confirmation bias in play here? I'm not looking for these people. Yeah, I think they might. I am not. I swear to God. One time in the last six months, I had to run some errands at a Walmart and a, a Home Depot. And Don't we, so yeah, uh, mm. yeah. So you just you pick the two worst. I know fucking places. I know. I mean, I have. I, I went and donated blood today, and literally, every, there it was like me and, and two black dudes were in there. Aside from the people that were working there, everybody had a mask on. Nobody's wearing it below their nose, like. Their fucking dick was hanging out off their face. No, just everybody paying attention because it was selection bias. Yes, these people give a shit about the world enough to donate blood, so they're doing the right thing. Whereas in Walmart, it's more representative sample of the population, and by that I mean assholes. It, it's it's a more representative selection of. A different a population. population. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Scrapper. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I really think that Walmart, if you just isolate a random Walmart, you get a perfectly wonderful cross-section of America. I, I mean, they, like, Walmart is the reason we have memes on the internet. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Walmart yeah. yeah. Well, 4chan is the reason we have memes on the internet, but let's let's not go down that road. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so, let's. We don't have time for fortune. Oh God, fortune doesn't have. Fortune isn't even fortune anymore. Fortune is like the old. They they spawned other chans, and uh, I mean yeah, one I of the chans, track of the chans. To be honest, one of the chans is seems to be without you know delving into my own conspiracy theory, but there are there's some strong evidence supporting it. Seems to be the source for all the QAnon shit. Some incel. Uh, of course, a uh, dude just started it as either as joke or, you know, whatever, an op. And uh, he's just, yeah, running a running a thing. And now we've got people like Michael Flynn and his family pledging allegiance to Q on the fucking uh, 4th of July. And Q and on followers, like, winning primaries for elections. And yeah, I, I, I 100% believe that Q and on is just the best troll that has ever happened. But it's not because a troll it's totally, if people it, take it, it seriously. It, it's not a troll if it... It's a troll if you're fucking with somebody because, ha ha, ha ha, I got you. I got your goat. You know, I got you to fucking be pissed. It's not a troll if it's imp affecting real-world policy. And fucking, Unless you're running for president and then... At that point, you're trying... It's, ah. it's stopping troll and started being a... An, a, a an attack on Psy fucking ops. democracy. Psyops. <laughs> yeah, democracy because... requires a well-informed population. And if you have a population, uh, even uh, 30% of the population is the opposite of well-informed, is deliberately misinformed, that is an attack. That's a... You're, you're undermining the people's ability to make decisions that aren't fucking stupid. You're not wrong, man. It, it's it's weaponized misinformation. It's weaponized uh, pedagogy. Uh, you know. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't so want. So the question start is: ranting. it weaponized, or is it just a joke that people on other shores don't quite understand? Right? Por que so no los dos? Like, if you look at things like the Onion or Babylon B. Like, obviously, these guys have lots of, uh, uh, you know, very uh, nuanced jokes that they tell. And uh, 
it, you have to make the joke like, obvious at some point. You have to. People need to be in on the joke, either like with in very close proximity to when the joke is made. So okay, if you're so gonna do satire, Babylon yeah. B. So so okay, so so Babylon B. Right, and, and they do a really good job. Uh, like so good a job that most of the time we have to step up and say, okay, look, hey, this is the Babylon Bee. Like, the, the, it's a joke site. They're telling jokes, and you just don't get the fucking joke, right? Well, that's that's so like yeah, the ninety nine percent of the time, right? Yeah, so it's like the Onion, but even deeper or or better placed or whatever. So they actually just ran a story last week about. Um, and what the fuck was it? So it was like a, it, it was a fake story that they said where it was like CNN criticizes Trump for having a Middle East summit. Right? Have you guys seen this? Uh, well, I mean, I don't. I missed I, that one. I'm not. I don't have my finger on the pulse of Babylon B. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> have enough so bandwidth they, they to parse that so, shit. Uh, all right. So I'm. I'm gonna do my best to to try and mansplain my way through this. They so Babylon B put up this fake story uh, about a week, maybe ten days ago. That was like, uh, "Hey, yeah, um, Pelosi is criticizing Donald Trump for having a summit with, like, uh, you know, it, you know, Yitzhak Rabin and the like PLO leaders and whatever it was that was going on in the Middle East." Uh, because they were ignoring uh, social distancing restrictions. Yeah, uh, I mean, in... and they, they, they do satire. But, I mean, satire is satire. satire. No, no, no. It actually happened. So, like, it literally happened that three days later, CNN reported because, the, like, there was this, whatever this deal between the uh, UAE and Israel that just happened. And Trump had this press conference at the White House with the leaders of these two opposing factions where they got together and didn't exercise social distancing. And CNN actually said. Yeah, and I, I get that. Like, this is a historic thing. It, they, they actually said, hmm, uh, they didn't practice social distancing. So Trump we is a freaking idiot well the, the whole thing yeah I, I, and, uh, and I understand and in the, the media scape where everybody has to come up they're desperate to come up with any kind of little shred of content to throw and see what sticks at the wall that that's going to happen and uh, this entire year has been uh, the onion or reality and the onion could have just flipped to a real news organization and not satire and nobody would have known the difference but I mean that's still not the same thing as doing a it's not a satire if you're pushing conspiracies you want people to take seriously and then those people do take it seriously and you don't correct them that it's just satire because then you have a responsibility for somebody going in to a pizza parlor in dc and shooting up the fucking place because they think that you know a, a cheese pizza means that you're you're hillary clinton's trying to order two young kids to to go suck their souls out or something fucking retarded so yeah you, so, you yeah, have a you responsibility you, you, yeah exactly you can't lie to people Right. So that is, um, you know, I'm sure that also has some legal repercussions, but e even morally speaking, you can't the guy lie to the people. Place. Right. <laughs> oh, man, that, that, that pizza gate was just like the first 
little foray of the, the QAnon fucking conspiracy thinking. And, and it's just, it's the result of mental weakness. We don't train our children to think critically. And then there are people, and the weaponization part is when somebody is like, ha ha, I'm going to start a troll. And somebody says, hey, this shit's working. This is catching on. We can use this to further weaken. It's like, cause it's not about, it's not about getting people to, it's not about a takeover America of America. They just want to fuck with us and they just want us at each other's throats and they want us not questioning our own shadows and they want our crazy people to fucking shoot up pizza parlors so we don't know what the fuck is going on so everybody's stressed and panicked and the whole nation is weaker because of it. it it's just it's just like poisoning the well just a little bit putting a fucking a little bit of lead in there to, to the Roman Empire. One of the things that, that caused it to fall was fucking lead in the fucking water, according to some people. And so it, that's an incremental thing over time. You don't have to, to... do with not paying their mercenaries for 20 years. There, yeah, there are so many things. <laughs> the problem is that we live in a world... Well, we live in a world where people can vote. Uh, well, in a country where people can vote. <laughs> and they... Oh, oh, I, I, I need univariate to, thinkers. That, that, that one. We live in a world where people can vote. Like, oh, that yeah. is the soundbite, yeah. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not going to go there, but the, the vote of a univariate thinker, for somebody who thinks in single-factor analysis every fucking time, counts exactly the same as somebody that is sitting there paying attention to, like, all kinds of sources, left, right, center, biased, unbiased, uh, legitimate, direct from the fucking source sources, that vote of somebody who is astute and educated and paying attention and invests in the process and goes to work the polls and all that shit, that, those people, their vote counts the same as Jethro P. Chucklefuck from, from, you know, Cousin Fucker Alabama. The vote counts exactly the same as the guy who saw one episode of a Fox News show where Janine Pirro is like ranting about some shit in the waiting room of a hospital because he cut his own dick off doing something with a chainsaw i'm just wondering when he breathes i'm just i am actually breathe during one of those well i my i ran, went for a run today so my cardio is is, is pretty good when i went up to donate blood they're like dude your um your pulse is kind of high i'm gonna unpack everything you just said there with I'm this white coat white coat all right i'm gonna shut up so let's do um this. So what you're saying is if i if i can interpret that last, what, what were we at? We were at two minutes, 40 seconds of that <laughs> without breathing. Sub. Um, uh, is that Heinlein was right. Oh, my God, man. It's like, how, like, how long has this gone on? God. We're not even an hour in, and we're... Heinlein reference. <laughs> oh, I can see it now. Somebody's... They're, they're, it's in me. He's either writing it, or it has, it's already been written. We haven't discovered it. It's like, 15 reasons why white dudes love Robert Heinlein. And you know, I know it's gonna be a, it's coming. It's coming. It's a white dude that wrote it, but he's a self-loathing white guy. Which you know, yeah. uh, I mean, I I, I can kind of understand. Saying right it, yeah. it, now, as much as I love to make fun of you, and believe me, it's like top five of stuff I do. Um, <laughs> a lot of what you're saying there, I don't disagree with, but I I have to wonder you now if there's a road there. That, that we got to be real careful about, which is the, you know, you say, you know, Jethro Chucklefuck, I believe, and that's a real guy, by the way. That's that's verbal violence against Jethro Chucklefuck, <laughs> and um, and you can expect you can expect a a, a very very uh, sternly worded letter about it. Um, 
But uh, the fact that his the fact that his vote counts the same as Robert Anson Roosevelt the third, um, who is our obviously a, a composite of everything that is good and great about rethinking. Um, by the way, that's a portmanteau of Robert Anson Heinlein and Teddy Roosevelt. Um, okay, is that? You are intrinsically. You are saying that at an intrinsic level, and not even an intrinsic level, at a at a um, executive level, at an executive thinking level, Robert Anson Roosevelt the third is a superior voter, a superior citizen to Jethro Chucklefuck. Now, while perhaps in this extreme example we can say that we are not dealing with Robert Anson Roosevelt the third and Jethro Chucklefuck, we are dealing with Bill and Joe. Bill believes that Joe is Jethro Chucklefuck. The problem is Joe believes that Bill is an Illuminati lizard man overlord. <laughs> All they can do is argue at that point. Who decides which vote is superior? And the answer is not Neil Frost Flesher, unfortunately. No, it's Captain or Nemo. Fortunately. Captain Nemo. Yeah, Captain. If you go to all the way to the end, it's Captain Nemo. Yeah, yeah. So the point I'm making is, is, <laughs> is, is, is while, while I don't disagree with that sentiment, with that thought, with that uh, feeling, I don't know how to make it executable without going to a very dangerous, eugenic-y, elitist, brave new world-y kind of place. I, I am, I've argued about the, the idea of a voting franchise so many times that you've been in the vicinity of those arguments. And the, yes, the trick yes. is to not set the bar at a place where it alienates it it undermines like autonomy. The fathers did. Well, yeah, I mean almost. They almost got it right, sorta. But you know, the whole property tax thing and then the the fact that some people weren't actually people, so that that was a problem. And yeah. We have yeah. to acknowledge that. But um I mean they, they, they were they were mostly mostly the people. Pithy the, the pithy Three response pith. I have to this is just a, a one question math test at in the polling voting booth <laughs> of eighth grade math which everyone should get for free through public education everybody should be fully trained up to the point of and beyond of eighth grade math and so you fill out your vote all, all your every your ballot everything on there uh who are your candidates you want and the last one is the, uh, the math question and if you get it wrong your vote doesn't count now I get that there will be times when it, it's not a perfect system. Nothing's a perfect system. What we have isn't a perfect system. But it, it you got to improve on what we have. I mean, you got to make it a little bit better. And so th this is the conversation, the podcast, that's going to keep me from ever getting tenure as a professor or something or not invited to the swanky <laughs> oh, yeah, parties. This is what's going to do that. Yeah, this is the, this is the yeah, straw yeah, that's no, going to yeah, break that one. Campbell's no, it's, it So it's, it, it's a really good point, right? So yeah. when we, we talk about making an educated decision about uh, things that are going to affect the lives of us and our families and our fellow citizens, it totally makes sense that we need some level of education. But the problem, and I know you guys know this, but we just need to say it, so that we're not three white guys being Nazis on the internet, right? Is that we don't have 
a means to guarantee the same level of education for all the people that we're affording suffrage to. So in order to, you know, make that kind of demand where it's like, okay, well, uh, you can have this opinion, but it only counts if you're this smart. Yeah, I see what you're like, saying. We, and we, we, I mean, yes, that's where the, the, the whole argument falls apart. And it's a hypothetical. It's not a let's write your congressman and see about getting this put into the Constitution. It doesn't really work that way, which is why the better argument is a version of what Heinlein himself actually came up with, which was a community, of like a, on a huge scale community service um, volunteerism. You show that you give a shit, enough of shit about your community to invest in your democracy, yes, then participate. You're, you're, I, I'm going to sacrifice whatever year, three, four years of my life in public service, uh, not for my benefit, but for the benefit of my community, uh, based on my skill sets or lack thereof, whatever anybody, everybody has an option to do that. And if you don't want to fine, you're not forced to, you know, you just don't get to decide on, you don't get to exercise political force against your neighbor because you didn't. You have no skin in the game. I think that's uh, Nicholas Tlaib's uh, little buddy, uh, Ballywick, whatever. Uh, That's his thing. You have to have skin in the game to (laughs) to give a shit about the game. So, and that's actually a line from Hamilton too, but I don't think those two cross streams. I don't think there's a whole lot of uh, interconnect there, no. No, but anyway. anyway, um, But that's that's the point. And that was the the Heinleinian thing that the the joke I was making earlier is is that it was service guarantees citizenship. Now, everyone who, who's who's watched the bad Paul Verhoeven movie, and by the way, love Paul Verhoeven. Um, and it was actually not after RoboCop. He could do no wrong. Horrible yeah. of a movie. It, like it was okay. Kind of kind of adhered yeah. to the source material a little bit. But everyone believes that that Heinlein was this warmonger, and that well, the only way to get service service, the you know, only way to get citizenship is to grab a gun and go murder the faceless commie hordes. Um, if you read all his stuff, and if you read all of Starship Troopers, you can put those away before you hurt yourself. Uh, if you read all the Starship <laughs> Troopers, you realize that service could have been anything. Even, even, even when Rico is trying to volunteer, they keep trying to find things for him to do other than straight-up infantry military. Yeah. Because they, they didn't want to waste talent. And he had to almost pretend to be dumber than he was to get the mobile infantry, which is what he wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's you know that's the you know and, and and with Heinlein it was always about civil service and investing. Yeah, if they investing had, in the democracy before you get to exert influence over it. If Heinlein had figured out a way to write that book uh, without the military aspect of it all, I think he wouldn't have been as misunderstood as he is. And then compared to yeah. a fascist, it would have been some other kind of thing. It's like I don't know, Joe Schmo picking he up trash. Did love him some military though. If it, if he, he just did love him some military. Yeah, and, well, I mean, he was a navy officer. Anyway, the reason why I was I was like flexing yeah. the guns is because somebody in the chat's making fucking jokes about like who who'd look best on a stripper pole, and that I'm like, hands down, not me. So. <laughs> But uh, well, but, obviously, if if they feel that's a conversation, they've never seen me dance. I have. Holy shit, I have. I, that, that I, one I time, yes, you have. I think that's a challenge. I think that's. You went to my wedding, you schmuck. It doesn't oh, count. Oh no, well, I mean before that. Um, uh, let's just say poison well, ivy. Where were we? Poison ivy. Oh right, 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 right. 
Yeah, well, that was worth it. That, that's not a stripper name, anybody who's listening to this. It was it was a, it was an actual place, a reputable-ish establishment. Uh, it was the worst. It was a Halloween costume of a very good-looking woman in yeah. a Batman movie. Yeah, she was. But she was just. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's uh, I, uh, just in case you know certain people, uh, anyone related to us, you know, by marriage, is uh, is paying attention <laughs> to this. So it, it, there was nothing untoward. It was just. It was yes. a Halloween party. There was that, a girl in a costume. There we go. That's the occasion. Uh, it was I just can't believe you were there. Privilege. I don't. I didn't realize you were there that night. I don't remember what was going on. Was it after a fight or something? I think I had been a judge at some you know local Kansas <sighs> City had, shit show. You're right. We had gone to some fights. I hadn't fought that night, but a couple guys in the team had fought. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, did I corner someone? I don't know. I don't remember. And, I, and uh, yeah, we and it was it was right around Halloween, and, and we went to a bar, and there was a big Halloween party, and there were yeah. Because I, I mean, parties. I'm I'm never go to bars, and I think that that it's like one time in the last what, two decades out of my, maybe ten, I've been to a bar. So. And yes, I danced. I don't remember this is, that. This so is worth it. Actually, why he's an E5? Yeah, I, I I watched that out of my head, <laughs> so I, I don't remember that. But anyway, so I still feel like I won. <laughs> I, I don't know. We're we're so fucking up far off the rails. Uh, I I know you you've got uh, a butt crack thirty a.m. Uh, jitsu jitsu. No, class. I I got someone to cover the class. I covered. I got someone to cover my. Oh, class, perfect, so perfect. So we can like dig ourselves in deeper here. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't. I imagine we're gonna cut chunks out of this uh, when we upload it to. Um, you know, iTunes and Spotify. Uh, but You're stupid is pretty much permanent at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's on Twitch. You guys can see it. Whatever. You can see me flexing and my fucking wound from getting my blood. No, I think that, I, I think this is. You know what? I I think that uh, as we've been continuing Ow. to do this thing that we do over the last year, we're getting a lot better at uh, being able to censor censor ourselves on the fly. Uh, and also inject the appropriate <laughs> amount. <laughs> How dare oh, you suggest uh, that we're, we're not hold being on. Turn, yeah, yeah. Turn, turn off his video. Who's video? What he's doing right Andy's video. He's doing something. Uh, he's just sitting there. <laughs> I, I, I must this have missed it. My I'm... face. This is the only face I've got. Oh man! But yeah, no. Uh, oh, somebody, uh, some right. uh, smartass so, in the yeah, comments was expecting yeah. that we, um, yeah. Oh, because you were talking to the podcast audience. Okay, whatever. I, I get it now. Uh, it took a second to click. Anyway, somebody in the the uh, comments is um is wondering when we're gonna actually get to the co- social commentary on protests and riots and stuff. And I, I feel like, I mean, that article went like gangbusters. Anatomy of a catastrophe. Yes, perhaps? that that I mean yes, that caught the yes, attention of people that. You know, I mean the tons oh, of so. So hold on, just just uh, one second, because uh, we kind of dove into this. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> welcome to the official live stream of the Art of Fighting <laughs> BS podcast this evening, starring Frost Scrapper, and I am uh, completely lost. The horse is so, out of the uh, barn. Yeah, so let's talk about Rittenhouse because uh, so Scrapper wrote uh, it, it just an amazing breakdown of what uh, what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, a couple of weeks ago with Kyle Rittenhouse 
And uh, I, th I believe it was the second day of the riots after the Jacob shooting. Yeah, I think if it was, I remember I think that it was, correctly. The second evening, the second evening. Right. And after. so all yeah. of this was live streamed on, you know, multiple platforms by multiple people. And uh, several of us in the Bullshito community were watching this live every night to see exactly what was going down. And so some of us were even privy to watching the actual events as they unfolded. And, uh, it, you know, it was it was tough to kind of put it all together and, and break it down. But Scrapper had uh, just an amazing um synopsis of the entire situation that encompassed not only the idiocy that was going on at a local level but uh it, i think that he put it together very well as part of what's going on in america and um so that enjoyed a lot of uh a lot of views and a lot of uh, interesting commentary and stuff like that. And so, this is the guy. So let this is me go, go ahead and tell me everything I got wrong because that's 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 what I got a lot of in the first couple of days after. I I don't know. Well, you didn't think of this got it right as far as I was concerned. But I mean, that's the, what what's the again back to how the sausage gets made. I uh, I don't think we're gonna lose anyone here by by mentioning it you had just <laughs> randomly written uh that as a, as more or less just a just a fucking spur of the moment uh rant uh in the a middle facebook post yeah it in the middle of a, on a facebook post it was a reply it wasn't even like a, an actual post it was in the reply somewhere i was like hey um, i was replying let's uh let's make other people pay attention to this and so yeah and then you know what a couple hours later we had some Half the blue check brigade on on Twitter was you know it was going around that so that was that was pretty neat it was cool they're like I have no idea what the hell this website is and I mean they, they could <laughs> and, which is fair because yeah I mean we're we're not exactly the most um, outside of martial arts we're not yeah we we haven't established our bona fides yeah, yeah. so no, I think we're getting there but you know it was it was a response I think it was on one of um one of Lewis's posts Lewis Espinal's. And um, I think what, what got me going was how incredibly uh, laser-like each individual person's focus was on the event, on the part of it that bothered them the most. You know, if you, if you have issues with American gun culture and gun law, that's what you focused on. If you have issues with uh, rioting as a form of protest or rioting in lieu of protest, that's what you focused on. If it was a, you know... Whatever your particular culture war was, that is what you tended to see in the Kyle Rittenhouse incident. And it bothered me, not because I thought they were wrong. What really ticked me off is that every single one of them was right. And that was the theme. That was what made that, no matter what it was about that event that you think was wrong, congratulations, you're right. It was wrong. There is no aspect of that whole incident that is positive in any way. Whatever it is about it that has your a bee in your bonnet or whatever, you're right. Like I can't argue. No matter where you are, if you are arguing with someone over the Kyle Rittenhouse incident, you're missing the point. 
you're not seeing the forest for the trees uh, because absolutely 0% of the participants um, got it right. So many opportunities to prevent what ended up being just a, not just a tragedy, not just a, an embarrassment. It just didn't have to happen. It was stupid. Every part of it was stupid. It was, I think I described the article as, as, I think I said there was no reason for this chain of stupidity to have as many links as it did. One of the links should have broken, and the chain should have stopped. It should have stopped before two dead guys and a guy with half his arm blown off. And a 17-year-old kid, whatever's going to happen to him is what's going to happen to him. Just, I don't know that it was unique, but it was the first time I had seen an event where I could literally say, I can't argue with, I can't even argue about this event because everybody's right. Yeah. And I haven't followed up on anything after this because you know what we we live in a fucking age where it's it's a fire hose it's just shit's coming at you and you know you might get a gulp here or there but man you're just fucking it's it's insanity. It, it it started and the article goes through it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna redo the article here unless that's what people want. But uh, it started with just no one telling a 17 year old kid it's a bad idea to walk around with a rifle during a riot. I feel like. Uh, does, does no one know this? Is this something we need to tell people? Parents, talk maybe to your kids. don't put a rifle in the hand of a seventeen-year-old when they have no control over the situation and no real supervision. Yeah, is that okay? So, am I, uh, am I all alone so on that? We need a GI Joe PSA. No, no, no. I, I, I don't think you're all alone. On that. But I, I, I would say, like you know, the the other side of that question is what in the actual fucking hell is going on in America where some people think it's acceptable for a 17-year-old kid to be walking around with an AR-15 in the middle of the night after curfew in a state that he doesn't even live in. Like, Sounds like you're restating my, uh, my yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> and, I don't think we can restate it enough. I think we just need to... We need to fund some billboards in in yeah. up there, Wisconsin, so that you know people like what the actual fuck, and then some subtext. Yeah. So I exactly. started I started with his mother on that. At some point, she he's like, you know, I'm going to be in Kenosha that day, you know, cleaning graffiti and working as a lifeguard. Um, I'm going to go patrol the streets at night, protecting businesses. When I was 17 years old. And I stayed out past curfew to see a movie. They took my car keys away. <laughs> he didn't have car keys because he had his license suspended. But was he or was he not driven to that? Because that, that keeps coming up once in a while. That, well, here's the thing. It, it was sort of a conflation of, of, of facts. It, it, the, his mother did not put him and the rifle in the car and drive to Kenosha that day. Drove him to Kenosha that day because he was working as a lifeguard, according to several sources that appeared reliable enough that I'm not going to get a fist fight over it. He worked COVID. as a lifeguard. Yes, this is all COVID's fault. Yeah. He worked at a lifeguard that day and then later went to clean some graffiti from rioters off, off of, a, of a local high school. Now, at this point, it's pretty clear that, that he was part of, or at least being guided by the group of people who were who were working in opposition to the the protesters slash rioters. More on that later. He he right. was primed. So, he belonged so in these groups. Actually, he was going in 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 his version of community service. He was going to clean some graffiti. 
high school, and apparently he did. There's enough corroboration that he did. He was scrubbing the walls of a high school. Yeah, there's a picture of his chubby little ass, like, wiping shit, so. Um, then, apparently, and this is where it gets a little murky, local business owners were, were asking for assistance in keeping, uh, and I'm going to call them rioters because that's what it is when you break windows and start fires during a protest. Um, whether or not you approve of riot as a form of social protest is a different story. It is a riot. Words have meanings. Um, oh, we're asking for help. And he had a friend in the area who was willing to loan him an AR-15, and he could p- help patrol the street, you know, do first aid, and, and all this stuff. And it, it was obviously all part of a group. Uh, he did not come up with this on his own. This was not his idea. He was not walking the streets alone. This was a group of people, probably a Facebook group. Um, huh. So that's how he ended up, at least according to current narrative, he ended up on the streets walking around. There's documentation of him uh, claiming he was a medic. He was not a medic in any way that made any certified way. He was He's a, a lifeguard. Kit, some Boy Scout training. He was well, a lifeguard. He had, no, his, yeah. he had his lifeguard cert. He had his li- <laughs> By the way, it's I red. It's close enough. Cert. Yeah. Doesn't Dude, make the, me a medic. Um, the the guy whatever. with the guy with one arm is also as much not a medic as, as Kyle yeah. Rittenhouse. <laughs> so, but whatever. That's the story. Uh, not the story. That 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 does appear to be the the most plausible version of the narrative, and it's certainly the one his lawyers are going with. Um, that's how he ended up walking the streets with an AR-15. Um, no extra mags, no gear, no nothing. Like no guidance, no supervision at all. Uh, he was with a loose group of other dudes, so that's how he ended up there. So how many things went wrong to get him there? There's nothing wrong with him working as a lifeguard. Nothing wrong with him scrubbing graffiti off a local high school. That's just good community service. And I wish more young people would do that. Like I'm trying to be super even-handed. Right up to the moment he was scrubbing graffiti off of a high school, I'm cool with this kid. He, he's socially active he's doing you know i may not agree with all of his social positions but you know what he's scrubbing graffiti off a of high school How mad can you get about that if you can get mad about a 17 year old doing community service eh, look at your own life a little bit um, <laughs> so up to that point not doing so bad the problem is, is how quickly it, it it morphed into a 17 year old rifle during a riot by the way, say that a few times to yourself in your head. 17-year-old with a rifle and a riot. 17-year-old. Sounds like Rage Against the better Machine better repetition. 17-year-old with a rifle and a riot. A rifle and a riot. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, exactly. It, this is... The more you'd say it, it doesn't get better. It gets worse. But, okay. So, at some point, mother had a responsibility to intervene in this stupidity. Looks like she may have been a may have been a member of one of these groups too though one of these you know hey you know blue line um back the blue lm bad great you know just kind yeah, of it's it's all uh, you have to be one to... or both you one or the other you can't be you can't be like yeah. cops are great let's support cops except for the the bad guys and black lives do matter but let's not burn down buildings you fucking assholes yeah, so, and that's the problem. And I'm trying not to employ a heuristic uh, to uh, to to pigeonhole him too hard. He's an individual, and he had probably had a lot of conflicting uh, motives, like all 17-year-olds do. But that's how he ended up on the street, 
walking around. And my personal belief is that he was just having a good time. He probably was providing first aid. He probably was putting out fires. He probably was walking around, swaggering with that rifle, feeling like he was just killing it, just kicking ass. Like he's 17 and has a 17-year-old boy's testosterone level, and he's like, yeah. King of the world. This is my evolutionary purpose in life. And he feels like he's protecting. He feels like he's he has agency. He feels, you know, this. by the way, these are my impressions. I don't know what's going on in his head. Maybe he was high on coke. Who knows? But I can see it. In my head, the narrative makes sense. He's walking. The, he had no intention of shooting. And he, he, didn't have, he didn't even have a spare mag. There was no intention of engaging in combat. Uh, he liked carrying the rifle. I got rifles. I like shooting guns. I get it. Um, but then he found himself in a situation where he was not emotionally equipped. He got accosted. Now, the, the story is that, not the story, there appears to be some indication that he was handing off a fire extinguisher because there was an actual dumpster fire, irony. Hmm. There was an actual dumpster so on fire. Th- that is actually on video, so you yeah, can actually okay, see yeah. that. Because, so, uh, of that course. was just uh, in Fucking front of, course. of the... Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, we're about truth here, so let's yeah. talk about truth. So there was a dumpster that was rolled out in front of that gas station on yep. that corner, and uh, people were setting it on fire. And uh, apparently, allegedly, Rittenhouse came out and uh, tried to put that fire out with a fire extinguisher, and that started mm-hmm. the next wave of interaction. So now here's the thing: he came out by himself. 17 years old, all on his own. You got rioters setting a dumpster on fire. By the way, you're setting a dumpster on fire after curfew. You're a rioter. Um, can't say that enough. Uh, all by himself. Where was everyone else? Came out by himself. Thought he was going to help. That's my, that's my thought. Um, hand, he, either, he didn't spray the, the dumpster. He handed the fire extinguisher to someone, right? If... if, if if I if I saw uh, the video, I, a lot of the video I, out too. Oh. Yeah, I, I'll I'll stipulate on that. I'm a little uh, unclear. So is everyone else? Parts, yeah. So, but, but he you know, he came the, out to deal with the dumpster issue. But yes, yeah, all by so. himself with his rifle, and there that is when he encounters, uh, or or at some point that is what what sparks the the incident with. I'm not going to remember the names off the top of my head. I'm sorry. With the first individual. The first individual. The dead guy one with the, and, and the other dead guy. Yeah, well, the, 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 the first, and I'm going to call it a victim. Um, the first victim who, who the, was engaging in, in, how to phrase this, uh, spirited discussion of all the things <laughs> he felt was wrong with, with Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse, being 17 years old, probably didn't handle it correctly. We don't have the we don't have the total interaction. Um, some point in this shouting match, kerfuffle, there's got to be a word for it. Um, the first victim throws the the plastic bag with an empty Gatorade bottle he was holding. Rittenhouse, entirely chillant act, but otherwise benign. Rittenhouse proceeds to retreat. Is a grown man dealing with it with his what, what did I call him a a a a man child a prototypical American man child so so Rittenhouse proceeds to retreat 
I think as we all know, when you're dealing with a a pack of of, of, of bullies, the worst thing you can do is show weakness. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he starts to retreat. This emboldens, and you can see it on the tape. You can see how emboldened they get by this. They've got this kid, and they know it. They're being led by a guy that we now know is a convicted felon. Um, not a nice guy. Uh, well, was. I, I'm I, going I to. What I'm going to backtrack. Maybe he was a perfectly nice guy. I don't know what what level of rehabilitation hey, he was at, but he was. I, I like, American it, prison like, system. We're going to talk about this like step by step. You know, I'm I'm 100 in agreement with taking it. You know, step by step, and not casting any aspersions and saying like right at the front, like, hey, this guy was just out. You know, trying to express his displeasure with you know, BLM and, you know, whatever was going on. And, like, we don't have to take necessarily his past transgressions into effect if we want to take this to uh, a conclusion, right? Like, am I... Is that making sense? Like, we don't have to... We could... We could we could examine the behavior of the individual completely outside of his past. We can we can do that. We can look at it purely in the moment, and and say for some reason you know the the the, the older gentleman um, came agitated enough to to throw his his trash at Rittenhouse and then pursue Rittenhouse as Rittenhouse retreated. We don't have to mention that. We don't have to mention his 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 felonies. In that case, I'd encourage everyone not to not to mention um, Rittenhouse's pro-Trump and pro-police proclivities as well. If a person's past behavior does not inform their current behavior, then never bring it up for anyone. Yep. He was just a medic then. 100%. He was not a... He's, he, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse was not a guy who went there because he was influenced by his past and the things he believed in. If, you can't have it both ways. Right, so... so if the criminal pasts of the people who are engaged in criminal activity are not relevant, then the political and philosophical assertions of Kyle Rittenhouse prior to that moment are also irrelevant. Fair? Fair enough. Yep. No, Let's uh, look at uh, it. Pure what, what, lens of objectivity. 1,000% fair. Yes, absolutely. Good. It still makes everyone look dumb as hell, then. Yeah, uh, yeah. So... <laughs> Absolutely, no disagreement on that point. Yeah. But you know, like uh, so, and you said this earlier. Like everyone is just trying to score points on the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there's like no points. Like you could take all of this, you know, mitigating disasters out of the scenario, and you still got a complete fucking failure of everyone involved. Every level. Several police officers encountered Rittenhouse that night. And he's five foot three, one hundred and thirty five pounds. I grow a beard. <laughs> well neither can you, but I'm not gonna hold that against you. <laughs> but uh, uh I ain't five three one thirty five though, uh, but uh, he no cop looked at him, kind of squinted and said, "You old enough to be out here with a rifle? Get an ID." 
tell you right now, very few places in this country you can walk around with a rifle and not have a cop at least want to see some ID. Yeah. And so you we... guys live in Texas, so okay, maybe maybe not. Maybe you could maybe you could not duck the part of Texas where that. No, 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 no. Actually, I. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So actually, <laughs> um, we had a, a small, small incident on the beach uh, a couple of weeks ago. Like uh, what, two weeks ago? And uh, the feds came up and were like, "Hey, you're stuck." And um, do you have any guns in the car? I'm like. Uh, well, yeah, I do. <laughs> so, many so, you yeah, want? I, yeah. So, like this, this kind of shit happens. It, it literally does. But um, oh, I thought you were going to reference the uh, other guy started. with the AR that ended up getting shot, uh, but he wasn't a tiny little little boy nugget. Uh, he was a uh, actually an airman, and that that happened downtown here in Austin um, because. Yeah, that was uh, sixth in uh, Wachima. Who's it? Uh, Which, uh, yeah, I mean, it was downtown Austin, the Sixth Street during the you know the local version of this stuff. And um, but the interesting thing was that his, if we're going to divide sides on this thing, he was carrying on the other side of this issue. So um, that doesn't really play into it because the guy. I apparently shot him from his car as the guy. Yeah. It was just, it's just a stupid fucking situation too, but that one doesn't need as much of a breakdown because you know, he was, there were everybody involved was an adult. So, I mean, thank yeah. God for that. So they no, were, but yeah, but written, written house finds himself confronted by this guy. He's running away, right? Not running away at this point. He's, he's just retreating. He's in retreat. And no, I, he I was, like, he, like I, I think, I think it's, he was running away. Yeah. Because we saw the video from multiple angles, and so he was running away, and so he ran through that yeah. um, I don't the know garage lot. parking lot yep. or whatever. Right? And he was yeah, and, you're right. He was in full run, like back to back to the opposition in full retreat. And then what happens next? And this is the guy who ruined it. For, I mean, it, this was a cluster to begin with. There was no there was. But it didn't. It wasn't a fatal cluster until some unnamed person. We do not know who this person is. And what does this guy do? You guys know the answer to this, right? One of the several dozen people chasing him pulls a pistol and lets one fly into the air. He's not even close to Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. He just pulls that thing out and lets it fly, purely, purely for the hell of it. Well, uh, so again, that's the story. And it seems like a really nice story, and I'm not going to challenge it. On, it's on, on video. I mean, I know a guy shot the gun at some point, right? Multiple sources, including the New York Times and witnesses, say the first shot fired was off was 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 not by any of any of the the principals. And there's a video of the guy shooting. Uh, Rittenhouse is running across the parking lot. You can see, and the New York Times does a great job because they circle it when it happens. Some random guy, probably probably thirty-five yards away, way back in the crowd. Let's you see the muzzle flash clear, and you can see he's pointing the gun in the air when he does it. Okay, so uh, maybe I missed that part. So um, maybe it was a starter you know, pistol, and he was just trying to, you know, kick things off. Thought it was a race. He thought off it was track races. Meet. He thought it was a track meet. Yeah. Run, Kyle! Confusing. Very Run! confusing. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, um, you guys are killing me. But that's that's what does because because now, now who's in full retreat hears a gunshot. He turns around and that first guy is right on him. He's right on him, grabbing for his gun. And by the way, if it feels like we're 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 in Rittenhouse's corner too much, don't worry. I'm gonna turn on him. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of the complaints I got about the article from a lot of people was, was pointing out the, the fantastic trigger discipline and muzzle control of Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh, that is oh, he... the absolute first thing that every two A nutso went to was trigger control. There are seven or eight, depending on which video, I think it's eight shots fired after the initial starter pistol. That's what I'm calling it now, Neil. Thank you. It's the starter <laughs> pistol. Uh, it's a flare. Yeah. First victim was hit four times. Keep in mind, he was close enough to grab the rifle. He, he attempted so to grab is... the rifle, and he was shot in, uh, I think, twice in the torso. He got a uh, flesh wound against his temple, and I think one in the heart. I think is what happened. I think if we're talking about, the same uh, I'd have to double check, but the 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 police report I saw said uh, knee, thigh, thoracic cavity, head. So it's we might so be getting conflicting. There was a lot of conflicting information. Well, think about right. it this yeah, way. Yeah. So it would, yeah, but yeah. I think we're talking about the same. So I'll stipulate. What I think happened, and because I've been on the range with a lot of new shooters, um, and Neil can probably really chime in on this is he started pulling the trigger when the muzzle was still pointed at the ground. A witness report taken by the police said the rifle was at low ready yeah. when he turned. The muzzle was in the dirt, which is what they give him credit for, great muzzle control. He started pulling the trigger, because pulling the trigger is a quarter of an inch of movement. Swinging your arm up is many more inches. He started pulling the trigger as soon as he turned around, or as soon as he, as soon as he perceived the threat, quote-unquote. And he walked the fire up his opponent, hmm. is what it looks like. And he just, you know, and then having dropped his opponent, who dropped pretty quickly, according to when he turned and ran again. So he's in retreat again. And because he's five foot three, 135, and gets all the regular exercise of a typical American teenage male, uh, he falls. Some people claim he got struck from behind. I watched a lot of video. I didn't see anyone hit him from behind. No, he, uh... he did. No, that was no. Uh, just a coordination error. Or he was panicking. He had to be panicking yeah. at that point. He had to be uh, He panicking. just shot somebody, so his, his adrenaline mind... is like fucking through the roof, and he's like, yeah. like a baby giraffe. Yeah. He oh, falls. So, and, then this... and just you know, like r real quick, uh, I just want to point out, like all of this took place about two blocks, walking like two blocks from, yes. from the hospital. Yeah. So anyway, please continue. So yeah, so he he, he he falls, he takes a digger, and now just the crowd is upon him, and the braver souls are, are just getting after him. I've had people point out in the article that those people thought they were helping to apprehend a, a, a marauding killer. While that may or may not have been the case, it doesn't make what they did smart. Um, the first guy to reach him is the guy with the skateboard. And he gets two good shots on, on Kyle. One, one, one better than the other, but he gets 
two before Kyle manages to get rounds off. Once again, point-blank range. You're not talking about center-punching Bin Laden in the dark, you know, Navy SEAL style. We're, we're talking about we, we are, uh, if, you, if you're a long-time bullshit, we're, we're at clinch range. So he gets that guy. He drops that guy. Um, we don't have to talk about his criminal history, even though it's very violent and very long. Um, and then the third guy whose criminal history is also irrelevant except for the fact that he had a gun. He was a prohibited person. Uh, it was illegal for him to possess that. He pulls his firearm, and you have to watch the video to appreciate the lack of comprehension of what firearms do and how to use them this guy had. He pulls it from his waistband and just sort of waves it around in front of his own feet. And, and at a distance of about three feet, Rittenhouse shoots him in the arm. That's an awful lot of gunplay that did not impress me, which, by the way, I am not a gunfighter. I'm not a operator or an opera niner. Um, uh, but uh, you uh, have a significant amount of experience with firearms. So sure, absolutely. Let's, let's uh, not downplay. Let's not downplay. Like you have, you have expertise that nobody involved in this situation had. Period. Yeah, and, they, and and the complaint I got, which, which was that Rittenhouse showed good muzzle control, and when it mattered, he put shots on target. That's sort of true. That's like saying Trump's foreign policy vis-a-vis China is is good. You know, broken watches are right twice a day too. You know, it's it's. You said the key word. He missed half his rounds. He missed half his shots with a rifle at at four, at three feet or less. They are, they are a rifle designed for urban combat. Yeah, we need like a like a, a siren thing. At point blank. When 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 somebody says a T word that just like drops confetti on the screen, so it's, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> just ironic confetti. No, like brown. Yes, very confetti. Um, or snowflakes. To say to know. say that he put shots on target when it mattered is ludicrous to me. He all, he was at can't miss range and still missed a bunch. Um, he showed good trigger discipline and muzzle control. You're saying he didn't blow his own foot off. My son is 10 years old. I can put a gun in his hand and he will not blow his foot off. He knows where to put the muzzle. He knows where to put his finger. Is he a shooter? Would I, would I send him into, into a violent situation with a weapon? No. He's a kid. You know, It's not the same, but, but it, it comes down to my original thesis of people seeing the part they liked. People latching onto the thing that spoke to them about that incident. Oh, well, you know, he put shots on target when it mattered. Now, so, so, do, so do a thousand other Americans every day when there's a burglar in the house. It doesn't make them shooters. You know, Grandma manages to hit the burglar twice with the thirty-eight her husband loaded 25 years ago. <laughs> Is she a shooter? No. The distance was three feet. Um, so that was one criticism I got. That, that was probably the only criticism that really bugged me was, oh, no, no, man, he had good trigger discipline, good muzzle control. He put shots on target when it mattered. And I'm like, did he? <laughs> is that really what you saw from there? And, and is that how low you want the bar to be for our 17-year-olds in riots? What level of firearms competency is acceptable to you for sending a 17-year-old into a riot with an AR-15 if 
adequate muzzle control and point blank pseudo accuracy is your bar, we have a different conversation to have. Hmm. I think the bar should be higher. Maybe I'm the crazy one. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> no, absolutely. You should always, right? Just like any discipline, strive for greatness, right? And so, you know, that, that starts with our children. And so, obviously, we need to uh, encourage them and teach them how to use firearms. But, yeah, like... That's not really what I was going for there, but... <laughs> I know that's not what you're going for there, but I, I, but that is kind of the message that you're, that you're kind of... My message... Of giving and well then let me rephrase what, what i'm really saying sort is sort of agree with it like okay well, like people well, people should let, let, me re, let me rephrase be, okay rephrase rephrase is not that that people should be competent with firearms people who want to be competent with firearms should be competent with firearms people who don't want to touch firearms shouldn't touch them love living in a world where that's an option you have uh my point is that to to justify his presence to to justify his actions by giving him by 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 asserting a level of competence as adequate asserting his level of competence was adequate you are legitimizing the fact that he was there i'm saying that he should never have been there his competence was not adequate for our armed participants in riot zones um, I would have no problem with an experienced SWAT officer in that situation, an experienced urban operative of any kind. Pick your flavor. It's in Germany have excellent ones because um, their training, their competence is at a level where they can participate in that environment and make measured, calculated, um, strategic and tactical decisions that don't result in three people getting shot. Al Rittenhouse did not have that. And if you think he was good enough, and if you want to point out how good his trigger discipline was or his muzzle control was, I'm saying your bar is too low. Bar is too low for yeah, that environment. So his his yeah, competence is adequate yeah, yeah, yeah. for the range. Range day Sunday. No? Maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe if that. So I'm, I am absolutely 100% not disagreeing with anything that you've said okay my issue is not uh, with his competence my issue is with the environment and using his level of comp and setting his level of competence as the appropriate bar for that environment well and speaking of somebody that is that you know we like we we have as part of our fundamental law uh the right, and uh, some would even argue the responsibility to have firearms and to have knowledge about firearms and to be competent with using them. And so those are the areas that I'm going to 100% agree with you that I don't think that Rittenhouse was 100% on board with kind of those ideals. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I use the term LARPer. Hmm. Well, yeah, somebody, sure. hold on, let me let me chime in here because I I actually train, literally train seventeen year olds 
to use firearms to an extent. So, um, and, and the number one message that I have given them, even when all this, this stuff was, was even more intense than it is now, because things are winding down a little bit, maybe? Yeah. I hope. Maybe. Raise no. my voice. But, uh, I told those motherfuckers, hey, I know some of you guys actually have weapons. Don't go to the fucking protests. And certainly don't go to the protests with the weapons. I don't give a shit if you love cops or you hate cops or whatever. A cop, you know, touched you in the night or cops your dad. Don't go to the fucking protests because it's already bad enough as it is. You have a responsibility on another front, which is why I'm talking to you in the first fucking place. So let's not do this and let the people that are handling it on one end and exercising their rights on the other end, let them sort it out and you stay the fuck out of it. No, 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 you can't make sense. It's not allowed. <laughs> Stop. It's, it's somebody asking the questions. Sense. Yes, yes, you Just can. You can stop. enlist at seventeen. You you can join at seventeen. It's a it's a thing. It's yes, uh, you can enlist, especially yeah. in the National Guard. Yeah. You can uh, join, and then while you're a junior in high school, and then you go to basic training the summer between your junior and senior year, and then you go to ba- uh, your uh, your MOS school, your AIT uh, after you graduate. So yeah, um, and I see some of these kids straight up from you know. 17 year old fucking knuckleheads and they come back and they're they're like young adults and it's fucking cool and so i but i don't want to see any of them like a downtown uh, austin uh uh, there's there's a parental sign off right yeah at 17 yes you you have to your parents decide that you can your parents can sign you up and you could basically go into basic at that point in time it's never going to really happen in real life because we just don't have the resources currently like we used to have. So pretty much you're going to go on to uh, DEP, which means you're going to be like, you know, sitting there with your thumb up your ass for like a year and a half for the most part. Well, in the Guard, you you train. Uh, I, I am one of the instructors for the, the program that we're, you, you're, we're getting you ready to go to your unit. We're getting you ready to go to both phases of training. Uh, we're, we are trying to send somebody to meet a drill sergeant for the, we actually, we actually have drill sergeants in our unit too now, but we're trying to send somebody that's not a complete fucking knucklehead. And, um, I think we have a high success rate at that because, uh, they, they come back and, and tell, tell us stories about how their people that were in our program are the only ones that were there that weren't just, just ate up like a fucking soup sandwich. So it's, it, and it's great. It's, it's validating. And so I'm, I, I'm happy that I'm not raising a generation of knuckleheads, you know, that I'm going to stop there because uh, that starts to rant. <laughs> oh, well, I was about to start the timer, too. Yeah, no, I, I felt rant mode engaging, and so I was like, okay, <laughs> foot off the gas. Yeah. So. But, uh, but that that's the, thing, the whole thing with rant now. I mean, you're, you're on the right track, Neil. I mean, like I said, I, making fun of you is one of the simple joys of my existence, but... He was a complete knucklehead. By the way, shouldn't... I mean, I was a 17-year-old, and let's be honest, I was a knucklehead. You're supposed to be an idiot when you're 17. That's why we don't let you carry guns or vote. Wait a minute. Got one of these things wrong, didn't we? Yes. Back to all the stupid. The people who, who engaged with Rittenhouse were stupid. 
stupid, but they saw a kid. They knew, like, watch those videos. You could have given that kid a bazooka. He would not have been intimidating. One thought he'd pull the trigger. They were enjoying it. There was very much a bullying aspect to what those guys were doing. Made them feel good, and the crowd loved it. They pushed, and they pushed. And, uh, I mean, and, and they paid. They paid for it. And the real thing, the real thing that... There's so many real things. I can't say the real thing. That's a ridiculous thing to say, and I'm going to immediately backtrack. <laughs> no, 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 no. Say it. I, I, like I like it. it, <laughs> well, no, it it's, it's just, like it makes sense. Like you're 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 coming to the point it, of finality. Ben House is becoming a hero to a certain segment of really really dangerous mind. Um, many ways, the same way uh, Zimmerman did. Oof. Zimmerman. I should write an article on that. That's a classic case of every another one. Now that I'm thinking, just now, I'm having this epiphany now. That whole situation, same thing. So many bad decisions made by so many people. Yeah. You know, maybe we should just let that go into the memory hole. uh, You know, into the... No, I know. We don't want to go there. The, 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 is, is Rittenhouse is becoming hero to a certain type of person. Not a hero. He's a 17-year-old idiot. He's an idiot who got in over his head and two people died because he was an idiot who got in over his head. And who is also, by the way, lucky to be alive at this point. Yeah, it could have gone really bad for him too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, And even worse, he's probably going to avoid most of the prison time people think he deserves. Well, you know, I mean, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to legalities of it. Right, we need Debus on for that, but yeah, yeah, we would. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I can characterize those the the people, the audience that that are you know holding him up as a hero, and it, and it rhymes with trucking pop tarts. So, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then so many people chiming in so many different ways. You know, he shot protesters. Yeah, there was where they, yeah, not protesters. Yeah. Protesters. There's a million things to be mad about in uh, with Kenosha policing. A million things to be mad, and a million legitimate reasons to protest. What I now believe is a completely broken police department. So yeah, th- this is exactly what I was trying to say, and maybe it didn't come through correctly, but the exact thing that you're saying right now that the Kenosha police department is just fucking retarded, right? Is the exact like those reason... Words, those are violent words. How broken. dare you? exact reason for the entire situation to exist in There would have been no riots if they weren't just complete incompetent morons, Right. Well, I mean, Kenosha was and, the place where the guy exactly. was, the sheriff was, like, uh, advocating eugenics. Wasn't that, isn't that the same thing? Or is that just another one of the fucking flood of the fire hose coming out in the last couple of days? Because there was one, I think it's the same area, it's probably Kenosha, uh, but somebody will have to fact check that. Uh, yeah, the sheriff in 2018 um, basically said, yeah, we need to start housing all these um these males, uh, and I'm going to butcher the, the specific quote, so double check on this, but yeah, uh, he, he pr- proposed camps. Sheriff, in 2018, there are some people that aren't worth saving. 
Uh, camps. The sheriff orchestrating law enforcement response to the uprising in Kenosha sparked by the census police, blah, blah, blah. You have to wash your hands of, pe- of these people, he said. These people. There's some people that aren't worth saving. Yeah, and so if I was, I mean, I'm me, and I want to fucking take a tire iron to that guy. And obviously I'm not going to, and I don't even, it's not worth going to Kenosha, Wisconsin for, but I get the, the fact that there are people that are they're angry, especially in the context of everything else going on right now. So you don't burn down buildings over that, but you fucking organize posses to go to fucking election day and vote that motherfucker into the goddamn, into the sun. You fucking handle that shit legally. You fucking, you get some, some lawyer to, to go after him and like dig through all his shit and try and find something that'll get, get rid of his life through the system. And I totally understand the fact that the system is failing people. And so there's a, you know, strong incentive to, to not work through the system. You want to work through, you know, the side channels, which involve tire irons and Molotov cocktails and, you know, shit like that. But rioting is a form. Rioting is a form of speech. Yeah. Just call it rioting. Don't say it's a protest if you're rioting. Words yeah, it's have not. meanings. And we have to just you have to draw the line. You riot, rioting, rioting bad, protesting good. But on the flip side, then you still have those motherfuckers that create the situation that forces the riots because nobody gets listened to if they're just peacefully protesting if they take a knee they're like oh how dare you in america you stand up i got to a football game fuck you no no fuck that so that's (laughs) different that's a whole different conversation that we can have separately but uh, let's continue. No, you can't. You right? If you can't no, protest no, 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 peacefully, no, 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 no. hold on. We don't even need yeah. to have the fucking the national yeah, anthem exactly. play at the fucking you football cannot, game. It's a you football game. You cannot protest peacefully. Period. Uh, let's talk about you can't protest Kenosha peacefully? right here. Let's talk about Kenosha right here because Wait. you know this is this is kind of the thing that we're on right now. Okay, so. Um, Every single thing that could have gone wrong in Kenosha did, right? And I think we all agree on that. I mean, yeah, within the context of, of what happened, yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's all right. kinds of other things that could so, have gone wrong. You know, I mean, right, right. So It's like, 2020. Murder hornets and freaking, you know, AIDS wasps right. could have shown up. Right, but so by by that kind of logic, and this is my thinking, and you know, feel free to disagree and and refute me on this, but Rittenhouse would never have been a possibility if all of these other fuck ups had not already been in place nationally. Right? So I'm not saying that that Rittenhouse was like, oh yeah. That would have otherwise been okay. I'm saying that, you know, this is a complete failure of the system that we're only seeing now because of Rittenhouse. So that even uh, points out failures in our ability to determine when shit is going south. I mean, that's how I ended the article. That is my proposition. I mean, we're, we're finally seeing the, the cracks. That's not a good sign. Yeah, but I mean, there, I mean, people have been seeing it and said, "Hey, hey, maybe, um, 
let's let's try to fix some of this shit the the right way and let's 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 handle the stuff and let's get some laws passed and let's have some increased oversight and let's you know body cameras good step uh allowing people to turn off their body cameras accidentally bad step so there, there we're we seemed to be for a while we seem to be inching forward towards better things i mean two steps forward one step back it's still a step forward but holy shit, in the last four years, without attributing to a single cause, because that's not how fucking reality works, mm-hmm. things are going two steps back, maybe one step forward. And there are people out there that are doing everything they can to get us at each other's throats so that anything that that can divide us is played up on all these goddamn echo chambers on fucking social media where you know cousin cletus is talking about how you know i will never support black lives matter and then the other guy is like wow you're a fucking racist and and so so they stop talking to each other and that's what people want to happen because it makes us all weaker and i'm fucking tired of it it's more than just that it's it's, it's even more insidious than than what you're saying because it's not just about they want us to hate each other they do, but they, unfortunately, is us. We are they. The, the social media machine is designed to hold your attention. And what holds your attention? Outrage, echo chambers. I mean, it, there's they, and then there's they, and then there's all kinds of they, because there's never just one they. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm back on the fucking, the people that are using social media as a as a system of spreading propaganda and fucking division. Like it goes all the way back there. Yeah. There's freaking blueprints for doing this shit. that go back to the, you know, late two thousands fall of the fucking Soviet union. But I mean, then those playbooks are being used. And then along comes this turnkey fucking system that lets you target down all the way to somebody's fucking pizza preferences. And, and just to, to reach yep. those people. And then set up groups. In 2016, and I bring this up every single time that it even comes within the range of this. In 2016, and I think it was actually in Houston, but they they did all the investigations of all everything that fucking happened, foreign interference. There was a a Black Lives Matter protest, or the equivalent, set up in Houston across the street from another fucking protest. Uh, It was like basically a MAGA thing. And they were both run by fucking Russians. So they were hoping for this shit, and now it. it's playing out. And we we have a population that's completely defenseless to see through the bullshit so that they, they, they get taken in by it because, you know, I mean, it, it strikes a chord within you. Yeah, you're I I am black and my, my life matters, fuck you, and then the other side of the equation. And so, yeah, you're going to fucking fall for that. We got to fucking get, get the word out that there are ways to see through this, and you can't... Navigate social media emotionally. You have to be like, what? The, this, uh, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going for a hike. No, you have to start oh. every every single thing that you read on the internet every day. You have to start with an eye towards how fake is this? Well, where's it coming from? Listen, we're going to the heuristic. Is it fake? How? Yeah, I got, I got that. But yeah, I mean, if you see a post shared by, you know, freedomloverjesus.tv, no! If you see a post like, you know, uh, don't American do the Devils, they, no! Those are the ones that they throw in your face so that you're, like, off guard. 
Heart of Texas so was when, one of the groups. Heart of Texas. That sounds wholesome, doesn't it? No, they were oh, fucking yeah, Russians. They were fucking Russians. And and there's all kinds of Antifa accounts that oh no, whoops, they forgot to uh, to put the IP fucking to run the VPN through, so they're they were geo geolocated in fucking Vladivostok, fucking Stoliknaya, Russia. And, and so yeah, oh, we <laughs> caught your ass, you fucks. Like, there's an element of... of a lot of Vostok, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Dasvidanya, you fucking FSB <laughs> motherfuckers. Spasiva. The name of the Pirate Spasiva. King, that's why you remembered Spasiva. it. Uh, hmm. But, uh... I have to, um... When you see these things, there, there, there is an element in anything subset. It is not, is it fake? How fake is it? What is this... What does this want me to believe, and do I believe it? Um... Can I check it? The problem is that's so much work when you're scrolling. You got your phone there, and you're like, "Oh, look, you know, uh, I don't know, Biden murdered another baby. Okay, you know, uh, Biden fell you know, asleep. Kamala Harris stabbed a guy. All right, yeah. Biden was playing asleep, yeah. fuck the police at one of his rallies, and we're we're not equipped to to get into deep fake shit. <laughs> we are not equipped for that shit. Oh man, that well, I know it. Uh, oh. Like, we are not uh, ready as as a society. So we're not ready. For we totally takes. have missed. We've totally missed the Biden Town Hall this evening, and I I can't wait to go and watch it because it's uh, going to be. So, well, I you know what he's not going to so talk about awful. though. I'm pretty sure exploding trees. He's not going to talk about trees <laughs> just fucking randomly blowing up, or much less injecting Woods bleach into your veins. Loved. Actor James Woods this week is my favorite. It is my favorite. Why did the fire stop at the border? Can't figure out Maps! why of American wildfires doesn't show fires in Canada. Maps! <laughs> oh my goodness, beloved American actor. Million followers on various social media. Loved him as Hades uh, in the Hercules, Disney Hercules movie. It's obviously because uh, uh, the wall doesn't let the fire. Yeah, the the wall. Over, the, right? Yeah, the Great Wall, the Wall of the North, manned by the. No, the... I'm I'm sorry you didn't realize that, but you know, lest we lose our <laughs> or unbiased cred, Mark Ruffalo. God, I love this guy. Love Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. I think as Bruce Banner's great. But I don't know that. There's a whole lot of math or science at the New York Conservatory of the Arts where he went to high school. He should probably lay off some of his theories on economic and scientific issues. I forget. He did a tweet. And I, I wish I could remember a specific. And I was just like, no, Mark. Oh, don't, don't worry. Don't worry yourself about that. Worry about your next role. Yep. Because um, he got very, very active and very, he's very much wants to save the world, and I commend that. But it's like we're not helping. Green man, bad. All uh, right, so let, let's put it that way. Yeah, but you, celebrities need to shut the fuck up because we don't listen to they you. Really do they? Yes. Just, no, <laughs> absolutely. No, you're okay. Paul Rudd, uh, you're being cute and you're you're reading some lines. Okay, I get it. You're not you're not going off on your own little tangents about your theories on shit that nobody's asked for. All right. He, he did a video recently. We pretended to be a millennial and yeah, ha ha. It's funny. It's just telling people to wear masks. That was okay. a joke. I'll be a satire cool. joke. Great. Yeah. But 
no, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Jodie Foster. Shut the fuck up, um, the lady from uh, goddamn uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I, I did, forget like, her name. Anyone. And her husband. Anyone, I mean, anyone anywhere in entertainment. Except if you have Tom ever Morello. been nominated for an award. No, <laughs> and, this, here's show, why. I don't agree like with more than a million viewers. I, like you should just shut the fuck up. Because I don't agree like, with Tom Morello. We, we don't like you because of your political opinions. Yeah. We like it's, you because of your talent in uh, yeah showbiz. Know, the, but the prevents, yeah again exactly, showbiz. Except for Tom Morello because he literally has a fucking honors degree from Harvard in political science, and their entire shtick was political. So okay. You, you're qualified because you've been putting the effort in. You you know what the fuck you're talking about, even if people disagree with it. Or on the flip side, even if some fucking knuckle fuck like Paul Ryan completely misunderstands the point of your music and thinks, oh, yeah, I like Rage Against the Machine, too. Who oh, yeah, am mayonnaise in my fucking hamburgers? Fuck you. Now, I got I to gotta flip it a little bit, but what makes them have less of a right to be stupid and say what they feel politically than any of us. Those guys? Because they have... Uh, it's <laughs> Because the, they're abusing white, the platform white, that they were white, given white, to pretend to white, be white. superheroes. Because we, we follow Mark Ruffalo because, you know, we like, we like Bruce Banner, and Bruce Banner goes, you know, cool, huh? he hands people tacos after they blow away in the, the thing. And, you know, yeah, okay, Mark Ruffalo, cool. I don't follow Mark Ruffalo for his political insight. So, yeah, there is. Yeah, he can tell. He can say whatever the fuck he wants, but he has a platform because of one thing, and then he's you know trying to sneak this shit in sideways. You know, okay, whatever. Well, I like to look at it this way: everyone has the right, including Mark Ruffalo, to say whatever they want. It's their free speech is great. Um, where where. I don't get so much angry as I get disappointed and frustrated is A, it does not excuse you for being stupid. And a lot of celebrities believe have conflated popularity with mastery. Credibility. And it's the the echo chamber, the 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 the, the internet likes when when celebrity A says something that their fans love, they get a lot of likes. It doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. Is that an abuse of a platform? I don't think that's any more abusive than when we say something that's wrong. I'm sure I've said five wrong things tonight already. Yeah. I well, speaking will of which, very, very guilty about that one and a half likes speaking I which, get Can Kanye West fuck off forever and ever and ever? And he's the, just, he, just, obviously, he's the exception. He should just fall off the planet. He should fuck all the way off <laughs> into the void. And I'm not I, saying I anything. Record. I, I don't want harm to come to him, but I just want him to just perk into the universe. I don't want harm to come to him, but if it did, I wouldn't bat an eye. Yeah. I mean, most of his albums are shit anyway, but then I, I don't... That's that's not my that's not my wheelhouse. So... But that's the thing. Is, I think it, it's, it's the pseudo-profundity that comes from living in a place where you very rarely hear the word no and very few people come up to you and say, have you thought that out? Have you really taken that to its logical conclusion i don't think anyone who works for mark ruffalo is going mark you might want to check your math now math is a thing most people did in high school but you went to a rich person acting high school yeah you play a character that has seven phds but you have yet zero phds 
Yes, exactly. I think that's where the you know, and and a lot. By the way, a lot of actors do a, a lot of celebrities do a great job of not doing that. Yeah. Or follow Clancy Brown on Twitter. Clancy, There's, the like Kurgan, uh, Mr. Krabs. Kurgan, he's also Mr. Krabs. Um, depending on how old the people listening to this are. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, he's awesome, awesome dude. Uh, yeah, Mr. Krabs. He is the Kurgan from the Highlander. He's also uh, cool the uh, guy from Shawshank Redemption, and just he's cool the guy. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He he has opinions, and his opinions go on Twitter, and they're just like everyone else's opinions. We all put our opinions on these things. Neil, you do it twice a day. Um, I'm trying oh, to cut back. Four, four, four. I'm, I'm trying five. to. Yeah. I'm, try, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to. Whatever, I, whatever, whatever. We're not counting. Think, math, math. I think he's a good math. example of. of just a guy with something to say, which we can all respect. As you get some people who, some, and I'm picking on Mark Ruffalo, and and we can pick on James Woods, who does it too. Ron Perlman, um, he's another. It ends of the political spectrum, uh, where it, it, they have conflated their popularity, their plat, the, uh, on the platform with profundity, with um, competence, competence yeah. in the subject matter. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, this is exactly where I was earlier, is that, you know, there is no reason for us to take any sort of um, opinion from any of these famous people as uh, any kind of fact or any kind of thing that even really needs to be considered because they're they're just famous people that ask have yourself opinions. this: If you heard a homeless person shout the famous person's tweet at the bus station, would you listen to it? If the answer is no. You can ignore them. Yeah, that's that's a good heuristic. Heuristics. Yeah. So yeah, the word of the yeah, day I, is heuristic. Yeah. Okay. So heuristic. If you read a tweet, just imagine a homeless person shouting that. If it makes the exact same amount of sense in both contexts ahead and ignore it you know if you, okay if you tweet so that now great. i'll retweet it and then we'll we'll get exactly that. <laughs> so the three of us agree we only have like 327 million nine hundred ninety nine thousand people to convince well like okay. a third of that because they're, they're not going to vote so <laughs> <laughs> and partly wait, by wait, design okay, so hold on because I, I kind of feel like we're winding down. There were two quick things that I wanted to address. Number one, because we have Scrapper on, is the new Dune movie. What are your thoughts? Have you watched Halo the trailer? Trailer looks good. I've had my heart broken before, though. I want to believe. Yeah. Uh, I, I want yeah. to believe. I mean, everything from the, the, the music in the believe. background to... Just I, he looks like you see Paul Atreides in your head when you read the book. I mean, they all kind of do, and they finally actually made the the Harkonnens look menacing, not fucking comical. So I mean, and you don't think Sting was menacing? Not not, not redheaded. I mean, clown? not in the not in the <laughs> the menacing, the scary kind of menacing in the 
I'm he's gonna roofie my drink kind of menacing. We're strangely attracted to him, weren't you? And that made you feel bad. I think everybody was strangely <laughs> attracted to Sting in that outfit. Jesus Christ! I mean, come on. Nothing strange about lovely, the man. Ain't nothing lovely strange fade. about it. Lovely, dude. Lovely those fade. the blue, the blue like ribs and everything going yeah. on there. Bones poking out. Oh. Speaking of which, the, my miniseries. the miniseries <laughs> version of Fade was just so fucking. It was almost good, and in some parts of it, no, 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 no. But I the guy that played Fade was just straight fucking Chad. He was just everybody has all has these, you know, the science fiction thing where they do the British accents to to make him seem, you know, like whatever. But and then it's like, Dude, like hey the guys, whole thing was filmed in like us. Uh, He's like fucking like drinking Austria, White Claws yeah, and, and fucking shit. Uh, wearing boat shoes. He's a Giga Chad. Which yeah. Is, which is how Fade was supposed to be. But not... I mean, at this level. Air. At, at not at a level where it became parody, you know? And you're just like... Yeah, so you're getting into the technical a little bit. And then somehow they got James so McAvoy. Then, so that's kind of one of the things that I'm like, you know, kind of curious and wondering about because... You know, like some of the stuff that went on in that universe is not exactly acceptable in sanitize um, it. Yeah, exactly. Sanitize it. Yeah, they'll sanitize the parts that will get them uh, down votes on Reddit. They'll pump up the the more salacious aspects. Well, of uh, it's the Leah Kynes is a woman, so that that has ruffled the feathers of all the people who have never oh, touched a woman. Yeah. All, all the the whole brigade of you know internet people who no. have only seen women on websites so the, making making Leah a woman doesn't really change the story in any way that's no none fucking none there's like zero it's like zero change and i mean the 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 story arc for Leah kinds is pretty short so yeah whatever yeah yeah it doesn't doesn't go very far well, could, yeah, could have been a trans woman who gives a fuck doesn't matter like, well, shit, yeah. We could go on about that for a second. I mean, you just have to be Zendaya's parent. That's it. That's your job, Zendaya's parent. Did they go into, I, I'm going fuzzy on that. Wasn't Kynes actually the leader of the Fremen globally, secretly, or something like that? Or like So, yeah, so Leah Kynes was uh, sort of one of the Fremen leaders, um, in in which case, and, think about so, it this and way. So, and, and that made like that, and that was the significance of when he was put out in the desert uh, by the Harkonnen to die, right? So that was like a, like a major cultural blow to the Fremen uh, when the Harkonnen were uh, trying to take over spice production on Dune, like they basically executed their leader but it's useful to make kinds and, and we're so fuck we're this is nerdy as fuck but uh, it, it was exactly. useful we're, to make so kinds a woman for this simply so that they put distance between the parallels between the fremen and uh let's just say people that use the word jihad contemporarily so they, you have to 
Uh, yeah. I, you you want to okay? Mm-hmm. So the woman's the leader of the. So that's a whole yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it's not it's not a one to one parallel because I mean I it's the trailer looked good for the science fiction movie. Thirty thousand years see. in the future, though, and, and you know whatever. I mean, the, no, the things are like, different. Like totally, Muslim words are cool. No, I mean, jihad is not about just, you know, blowing up buildings and, and you know, killing Westerners. It's a it's a religious term. It, it, there's entirely entire books written on how it's about an internal struggle against your own, you know, your place in the universe. It's it's almost existential in a way. And, you know, we just have a bunch of ignorant, unread fucks that, you know, read Bill O'Reilly books instead of, you know, actual culture. So, but that the whole point is that it, it provides right, right, right. But some again, distance. You're like so. The, the, so, this is your biggest fault: is that you think that everyone is smart, <laughs> <laughs> and they are not. <laughs> uh, his biggest fault is that he thinks everyone has the capacity to be smart. He believes everyone's an idiot. They shouldn't be, which in many ways makes him the great optimist, the great uh, lover of humanity, because he looks at someone so tragically stupid, there's just no helping them and says, you should be smarter. Er, a person might agree and say, yes, but I can't. Everybody can be. You, you can teach anyone to do most things if you teach them correctly. I mean, yes. I, I am not one of these blank slatists that think that their their biological factors do not play a role in the range of human intelligence. I, I know we that... We got them right where we want them now, Sub. I know. <laughs> I know IQ is... I'm taking notes. ...partially heritable. <laughs> I mean, I am, I'm on the side of that issue that gets labeled, you know, poorly and, you know, whatever, deterministic bullshit. But... I also understand that it's not simply biology. It's not simply the number of fucking neurons that your genes have made your body produce. It, it There are other factors from birth to culture to training. All these things can contribute to whether or not you have the capacity to be 100% of your possible level of intelligence or 10. Just as if, you know, Stephen Hawking had gotten beat about the fucking head as a child and not fed at all, he wouldn't have been the Stephen Hawking we know. Whatever contributed to the fact that his brain got to whatever the, the potential that it demonstrated, all of those things are a factor. And yes, you can get people up to a level of intelligence. The, the, what is it, the Flynn effect? That IQs keeps, keep rising and we have to keep adjusting uh, whatever 100 a score of 100 means because the score of 100 today, which is the the mean, the the average, the the thing, because it's not the median. No, it's the mean. It's the it okay. is the it's it's the statistical average um, of the the test, so that they can do it off into standard deviations. You know, f- uh, by 15s, yeah. 15, 130, 145, whatever. So the, the it ke- it keeps going up. So somebody with a 100 IQ today is a lot fucking smarter than somebody with a 100 IQ in the 1950s. We have better nutrition. Our, in some senses, our societies are more stable. Uh, there are programs, I mean, arguably better education, uh, other than just rote memorization and shut. We, we've kind of improved on that. So IQs are going up 
They're just not going not up kinda. any We've points. Definitely... So we can we can make things better. I mean, even back to fucking putting iodine in salt. So I mean, you the better nutrition equals better outcomes. So it's not entirely determined by your genes. So which the concern about the other side of the argument is that, you know, hey, if if it's entirely biologically determined, then you're justifying eugenics programs and, you know, holy shit, no, fucking no. So you have to take that. And so, yeah, I, I'm optimistic that not everybody is going to be, has the potential of being Stephen Hawking or, you know, like anybody that you want to just th- throw up a, as a as a super smart person. It. Yeah, but you you have the potential to be 100% of your potential. It's fair. And and, and I mean, back to the social issues, are are we doing our best as a society to get 100% of the people to 100% of their genetic potential? And I think the answer to that's obviously no and that's yeah. No, because we're uh we're having our kids go out patrolling, you know, the streets and shooting people and, you know, just we're we're sitting here doing stupid shit and arguing on Facebook and fucking Okay, yeah. <laughs> it was a real argument on if it was a real argument on Facebook, it would be helpful. If there was real discussion, real exchange of ideas going on, well, uh, the, social media could be the most powerful thing for education and progress. Absolutely. And if people argued in good faith and they were trying to get, you know, they, this is exactly. what I believe, that's what you believe. Let's figure out where the truth is between those two things and come to it. No, they're not doing that. They're, it's just a fucking dick-waving contest. It's like, I want more status. I want, I want more likes. So, I mean, it's, it goes back to evolutionary programming. You know, um, the, the fucking Twitter is a goddamn penis sheath. You know what, have you ever, you know what those are? Like, there are tribes that uh, never no, Twitter deal. followers. I don't. Okay, so and you probably don't want to, but there are tribes. So I don't know how many because I'm not a penis sheath expert. But that's how they decorate their their status in society with the length of the the sheath that they put on their fucking bits. So that's what Twitter is. It's a competition to see how, how long your penis sheath is, and it's just measured in numbers of followers and likes and retweets. And so we, we need to get away from that. It needs to be a measure of the quality of whether or not your, your arguments convince people, but there's no way to fucking just put a metric on that. There's no... Uh, I mean, the quality there is, but, but you just have to use the correct tape measure when you're measuring the dick. But but if we even did that, then that would be the, the new penis sheath. And then people would just be trying to... Because we can't get, escape our fucking programming. We're, we're still operating on Windows 10,000 BC. And we're not running on Windows... Windows whatever the fuck we're on now. I don't know. 20. I, Technology fuck. is advancing far faster than, than our biology is. Yes, all overweight uh, evolutionary mismatch oh, it's, it's the concept and we, we we're programmed to fucking stuff calories that taste good in our faces because that's what our bodies don't know where the next meal's coming from yeah that's and yeah except we do because it's like three feet away in the refrigerator that keeps food for weeks that that's good so yeah it's like mm, mm. and then when you stop your body's like holy shit are we is this a crisis you need to serve more you need to stuff more in so yeah, we're still running on a fucking outdated software. Good when you do it. This is why I like the uh, Star Trek model. Post scarcity society, you fucking communist. 
No, just get you know whatever you want, whenever you want. Exactly. Talk about mini skirts and go-go boots. A post scarcity scarcity society. Ooh. It's oh, going yeah, yeah. If we go TOS, yeah, yeah. Until some of your actors hot, or actresses hot, hot gain weight, and even, even TNG, like they for the first like two seasons, like there were the mini skirts and stuff. Deanna Troy putting on a big fluffy skirt because you know she you yeah, know picked up about, a few pounds. Like she had, she could totally tell what you were thinking about her. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right. A young man at the time. <laughs> let's just tell. let's just end on this note because it's, it's not going going up. I mean, we're we're talking about you know the next generation backsides. <laughs> I totally had something. Else to say, but I'm I'm too far amused now to even remember it. Oh fuck! It's like ten ten thirty over here. So I mean, not to break the fourth wall or whatever. The, however that applies to podcasts but yeah I've, I actually have shit close I midnight do. in Connecticut yeah so alright gentlemen alright evening it has been fun we're just three three white guys solving problems yeah because that's that's totally that's, that's what white guys do yeah. <laughs> that's not going in the fucking podcast man where's the fucking end button I'm there it is I'm gonna hammer that shit bye <laughs> Bye, guys. All right, bye. It's already shut down. We're just talking. Good night. Good night. (laughs) Jesus Christ.